something outside. What is that? X Radio. This is Gunnar Monson, one of your hosts of Monster X, along with my good friend Shane Corson. I am also the founder of the Sasquatch Coffee Company, SquatchCoffee.com. Squatch Coffee, have you tried it yet? There's still time to get your orders in, uh, in time to get them out for the holiday. Sasquatch Coffee makes the perfect gift for the Squatcher in you, or just gift yourself or gift your Squatcher friends. As mentioned with me today is my good friend Shane Corson. Shane, how are you? I am doing well, Gunnar, doing well. And speaking of Sasquatch Coffee, I, I threw uh, a Christmas party this weekend uh, slash birthday party, and we were guzzling down this morning after a long night, lots of Sasquatch Coffee. <laughs> good to know, good to know. Yeah. So yeah, tell me, yeah, who, one. I, unfortunately, um, Susan and Jake and I were in the process of, of uh, moving. We've been moving from Garibaldi to Manzanita. And so we weren't able to make to the, make it to the party with, with, uh, but I heard it was a good time. Who, who, who did I miss? Oh man, you missed a great time. I mean, we truly going to have, uh, just an amazing group of, uh, friends. Uh, and, and I, I had, my house was packed, you know, I was packed and a lot of people came from, uh, down from um, Oregon up to, to up here to Washington, um, I had uh, Barbara Oliveira, um, Derek Randall, James Million, Tyler Bound showed up, Chris Spencer, Russ Lockerm, um, Cindy and Jared Cadell, and of course it was uh, Cindy's birthday. Um, so we combined the Christmas party with her birthday, and just you know you know these guys are they're all uh, fellow researchers and whatnot, but they're also just great friends, and so it's great just to catch up and hang out with them. And, um, you know, in time, of course, we do always end up talking a little bit, uh, you know, we get into the Bigfoot subject, you know, and, and uh, the minds and the wheels get turning. Um, but, yeah, you were, you were sorely missed. Uh, we had a great time. And, uh, uh, man, I, I wish it, it didn't end. It's just good to hang out with these guys. Awesome. So, yeah. and I understand that you, uh, you made a visit out to the, the nesting site. Yeah. Yeah, I um so uh Cindy Cadell, you know, she's um part of the Olympic project uh as well. She's a, a BFRO um member and just a, you know, fantastic. She's an archaeologist. Uh she's got different degrees uh you know, like in anthrop- anthropology. She's just a very smart, articulate, uh, level-headed level-headed woman and I really been wanting to get her out to um the nest site for a while now. And so fortunately, Jared and Cindy drove up uh, from their, their uh, place in Central Oregon up here. They, they came up here on a Thursday. So I had 
time to take uh, Cindy out to the nest site, and uh, we, we made it out there, hiked in um, early morning um, a couple of days ago, hiked in early morning, got her down there, and uh, she got to see firsthand um, the uh, one of the nest sites. Of course, um, unfortunately for her, um, though the nests are still there and everything else, um, you know, nature, Mother Nature is starting to take over. The huckleberries growing back, all the, the the bits that were snipped and or um, broken off, the tips and whatnot, they're starting to grow back. You know, so the uh, uh, devastation and of the area that I got to witness, she she got to witness, but not as not as good as I did originally. Um, but she got mm-hmm. a good uh, lay of the land. Um, she got to see the nest. She got to um, you know poke around, and look around, uh, um, and she notes a few things that uh, were of interest. You know, we found some very interesting. Uh, not in the nest, but close by. Very interesting and odd claw marks. I, I don't know how to, you know, I can't rule out bear, and I definitely don't think they were cougar. But and and, and these two, those two animals are in that area. Uh, but these claw marks were weird. I, they're hard to explain. Um, she she took a couple of pictures. She's going to look at them a little closer, as well as I. Um, and and so um, that was that was interesting. Uh, but it was really nice to get her opinion, uh, just some of her thoughts and ideas on on the nest and she was uh, she was quite taken back and um, pretty amazed by the whole thing um, and I wish she had, she had seen it you know over a year ago and she would have really got to see it uh, kind of in its prime before we went in there and, and took samples and kind of disturbed some of the nests um, even though they're they're obviously deteriorating uh, quite a bit uh, she still you know got to see the area and um, I think she was I think she came away pretty amazed and kind of a bit dumbfounded um, mm-hmm. uh, like the rest of us are. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that's yeah, yeah. And, 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 yeah, yeah. It, I mean, you it's made an it interesting there, Gunner, so you yeah, know yeah. what you, yeah, yeah, you know what you 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 got to witness uh, the area. Um, and once again, not in its prime, but you still got a chance to witness it. It's still yeah, the seeing the nest and the construction and and you can still you do have to now look. It's also interesting to see how the areas is recovering because we kind of like what is this being used for and at how often would something like this you know be necessary of course we spec can speculate all day about what what uh the purpose is but but oh man it's interesting you know in yeah yeah one of the things that just still just blows my mind i was telling cindy when we're out there i said you know these nests blow my mind but i got these breaks and twists that are in this area the, the the sheer girth of some of the huckleberry that's been uh, broken or snapped or twisted uh, it's still every time i go out there and the different heights and levels that it's been snapped or broken off or twisted it's that's the one thing in my head i just go wow it just floors me to hold this little micro area but it's all like that and uh, i think cindy really was taken back by that as well just the this the girth of some of the stuff and how not all of it was not all of it was you know uh, completely broken off sometimes it was just you know broken sometimes just twisted and stuck behind something else, you know. Um, um, she got to see the little, um, um, what we call the practice nest, which is like a little nest in a in a bush, in a huckleberry bush. It's, you know, several several feet off the ground. Um, and um, and then of course, Cindy also got to see the, the heights of the huckleberry in this area. You know, up to nine feet. And to top that off, you know, there's salmon. Uh, the salmon have spawned out. This, the creek is full of dead salmon. Um, which is typical this time of year, but once again, it's it's there as a food source. And the huckleberry, even though we're in December, the huckleberry in this area, because of the late winter, basically, we, we haven't really got, we just now are starting to get this frost. 
Um, mm-hmm. but it's been the uh, huckleberry. It's just it's still it's still there. You could um, it tastes great. And uh, so we were, you know, she was, you know, she was amazed at this huckleberry still there. And when it when you know, anywhere else, it's, 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 uh, you know, it's the season's done, <laughs> you know, so there's a, it's just a fascinating um, area. And it just really gets you thinking, you know, uh, about uh, the, the thought process that went behind making these nests and, 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 and the position they were placed and why that area. And, and so, um, man, I'll tell you what, if it, if it's not Sasquatch making these nests, I really, I got nothing. I mean, it's just, it's, uh, you know, it's just not behavior uh, witnessed anywhere. Right. And we're still looking really at amazing. the the analysis being done with the eDNA. That that project is still going going forward. It just, it takes time because that's, there's yeah. a whole process to, to getting that, that uh, done. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, uh, you know, labs. You know the, the the lab and whatnot has to be set up correctly and to par uh, as per the uh, uh, test that will be done. Um, every, you know everybody's ducks got to be in the row. Um, you know it takes funding and commitment, and we have uh, not quite all the funding, but we have the commitment. And it's a slow, tedious process, but that's science, and that's how things are done right. Uh, if you rush in, you're bound to uh, miss something and screw up. And so, uh, dawn or eyes and and you know and whatnot. And it, it uh, you know. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, the future of this, what the results may yield. Um, the sky's the limit right now. The possibilities are um, amazing, possibly, you know, and we'll see what happens, you know. Uh, uh, but until then, we keep plugging away and keep looking for um, other areas that have uh, similar attributes as to what we're working with now that we may come across more nests, uh, maybe even fresh nests. If we can, you know, obviously we're talking about 21 nests in this area spread out over several fingers. Hopefully we can come across uh, some more somewhere else so we have um you know uh, another set of nests somewhere in a different area to compare to and uh show that this is you know not just a a, a fluke you know not just a, a freak thing yeah it's it just yeah it's it's astounding um and when you see it it's, it's like what is the purpose and, and and like we've had had enough people look at it that that have determined that it's you know, it's not a, it's not a behavior of a known animal or it's not an animal, excuse me, it's not a behavior that can be attributed to a known animal at this point. It's either right. a, be, a yeah. brand new behavior that's not been documented before, or it's a new, it's an, a new animal doing it. So that, mm-hmm. that's exactly, uh, you know, the, the sky's the, like I said, the sky's the limit here and, um, we're, you know, uh, work, the work is continuing to go on and, and bringing people in like Cindy, uh, with a fresh perspective, with her background in archaeology and 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 primates and and in um, her Bigfoot work, uh, she's a you know it was a pleasure bringing her out there. We did I have to bring this up uh, as we were leaving the, the this little area, uh, we started hearing something moving around, um, yeah, very subtle at first, uh, you know sticks breaking and uh, you know fairly close. I'm like huh, so we you know we move a little bit and stop and listen. We got a couple weird. Uh, vocals very very subtle vocals um like grunts and stuff and i'm like well this is this is interesting and but we're we're in thick huckleberry uh, you can't see very far in front of you um you, you know you're trudging through this stuff and you're you don't want to walk up on anything out there uh, or surprise anything so i'm trying to make a little bit of noise because i had a feeling what it might be and uh, sure enough we get um almost out to our exit point 
And I get, we, uh, Cindy was following me and we heard this, oh, big moan. And instantly I thought, oh man, that is a bear. And though we never saw it, I was 99% sure that we had a bear um, in, in close proximity. It was, it was cold. It was frosty. We probably uh, got a little bit close. Um, and so we just veered away. Never, uh, never saw the bear, but uh, you know, Cindy did say, yeah, "I'm going to stick a little bit closer to you." <laughs> and so we 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 did uh, exit uh, in that area. <laughs> we've had the uh, we've had the bear, you know, uh, we've had a lot of bear experiences between us, and so um, you know, bears don't really bother me. Um, but uh, I didn't really feel like messing with that bear. Well, you recently um, talked about the the nesting site at, at the 2017 Sasquatch summit. Um, let's talk a little bit about get into the summit. Um, I was unable yeah. again to re- attend this year. Um, what was your, your impressions of the, this year's summit? Oh man, I, it was really good, really good. Uh, you know, uh, Johnny Manson, um, he's, you know, part of the Olympic project. He's a, a, a jockey out of, uh, out of Washington here, you know, radio guy, um, promoter, um, a bit of a researcher himself, and uh, he really, man, what a tough job to put these things together to start with. You know, it's complete. You you, you got to reach out to people. You got to get commitments. You have to get sponsors. You you know the venue, the setup. I mean, it's it's incredible. Um, and I have a lot of respect for for those that really um, go to town like like uh, Johnny Manson does. He does a fantastic job, and so my hats off to him. He put on another fantastic Sasquatch Summit. Um, it was a pleasure uh, to be included in as a speaker um, at, at this year's summit, um, and I, I uh, personally thought it went really well. I know there was um, definitely um, uh, this year uh, a little more of what, you know the woo element or the um, the, the paranormal, I guess, uh, element there that was speaking. Um, you know, uh, I don't support uh, those views and, and whatnot. And I just continue to go on and do what I do. Um, based on uh, my research and my experiences and, and those I work with. Um, and so I, my job when I, I'm asked to be a speaker and, and, and uh, humbled by that, but my job is to pre- present uh, the, my work and the work of the Olympic Project, uh, the work of the Tillamook Research Group, um, and, and my personal stuff. That's my job, and so I don't worry about everybody else's presentations, what they're bringing to the table. Um, a lot of times, I, I love to sit around and listen. You know, like uh, with speakers like uh, Dr. Jeff Meldrum, he's got this new presentation um, on the the Patty, uh, the Patterson Gimlin film that is just—I mean, it is stellar. It is so good. Uh, it's just—it's one of my favorite presentations I've seen in a long time, um, and it's hard to argue that presentation. It, it just. It just adds to the legitimacy of the Patterson uh, film. Um, and, um, yeah, like I said, um, David Ellis, uh, you know, the Olympic Project, he, you know, my brother from another mother and just a, the audio guru that he is, he, he always puts on a great presentation. Once again, he, um, he uh, did a presentation Friday night on, on how he records stuff and what he's looking for. And then on Saturday, uh, paired up with me, I spoke first, and then uh, he jumped on for uh, his uh, session, and he spoke about the recordings that he has, and and, and uh, he shared a lot of those, and that was well received as always, because you know he he really uh, has quite the library of sounds. Um, Thomas Seward, uh, you know, he's um, kind of a 
a new guy at some of these um, these um, summits and conferences, and he just puts on a you know being a Native American uh, the historical stuff. The guy's such a great speaker. He puts on a great presentation, and he you know he talks about some of the recent stuff he's up to, and he talks about the the historical. Um, aspect to Sasquatch and, and its relevance nowadays and with the Native Americans and uh, the different areas, British Columbia and Washington that he works in. Um, and so, um, and there was, there was other great speakers. There were, you know, there was other great speakers. So overall, I thought the summit was, again, fantastic. Uh, you know, we, I met a lot of, I, I always, my, my favorite thing is not speaking. It's always meeting people. And once again this year, I met um, some fantastic under-the-radar researchers uh, that had uh, insights, stuff to share, thoughts, opinions, um, showed a lot of enthusiasm. I got to see, uh, once again, so, you know, one of the cool things about these things is um, you get to see things you don't get to see anywhere else. People don't po- always post stuff online, and they don't always share it uh, with the media. I, I've seen two of the best, um, well, one was a trail cam um, picture, and the other was a trail cam video that or best I've ever seen of what I do believe to be a Sasquatch. Um, hmm. I, this year I got the photo. Um, last year it was a video. And um, they don't, these people don't want you know, publicity. They just want someone else to, that they think that, that's really um, eager to, to, to see this stuff, and they want to share it. And they want you know, maybe an opinion or just, hey, look what I got. I don't, I don't want right. to be out there. I don't want to share it. But here, take a look at this, and um, I've got I got to hear a lot of interesting firsthand encounters. Uh, you know, Friday night they did the um, town hall. Uh, Johnny Manson put the town hall on. Uh, you know, where people got to, to share their encounters. We heard uh, some amazing uh, encounters and consistency within some of these encounters of uh, people getting stuff thrown at them and and whatnot. Uh, and so, um, and and of course, you know, um, usually uh, the speakers have a, a table set up like we did, and we get to share. Um, casts, you know, with, with some of the casts that we have, some of the uh, casts taken by others. And so a lot of these, uh, you know, like Dr. Meldrum, Tom Seward and myself and, and David and, and some of the other speakers, Ron Moorhead, um, they bring a lot of cool pieces of evidence to these conferences. And it's just, a, you know, like a mini museum. And you get to pick the stuff up and touch it and ask questions about it. And, and then you get other people's feedback. I had a uh, at, shortly after my presentation, I had a, uh, a woman from England that was in the, the, the uh, audience. Um, in fact, she had done this, this woman's an anthropologist, and she had done work with Adam Davis, um, I think, years ago. And she'd been to the Congo, and she'd been around uh, gorillas, and she'd seen gorilla uh, nests. And she said, you know what? I had a couple of pictures on me. She said, can I, can, I, can I look at some of those pictures? And I, I said, sure. So we sat her down at my table, and she, she was looking at them. And she was just, man, this is, this is just like what I've seen in, in, in the Congo. I mean, it's just, just like it. And she told me some of the, the little bit of differences and the similarities. And she was just, uh, it was a pleasure talking with her. Um, and, you know, somebody that doesn't uh, want to be in the limelight, uh, just wanted to um, share um, her knowledge. And she was intrigued with our nest study. And so once again, uh, another, um, fan, you know, uh, fantastic thing that um, I, I wouldn't get anywhere else unless I was at, one of these symposium summits or conferences. Well, that's one of the main people ask, oh, why, you know, why don't you just spend that much that time in the field? And I was like, but there's, it's a, it, it enhances, you get, you run into people that you wouldn't run into, you know, out doing research. And you, like you said, there was, uh, at, we did the Bigfoot festival here in Oregon this year. And, and a gentleman shared a picture that pretty compelling to me that looked, 
like the a, a leg of a of something bipedal that they caught you know on camera that as it was walking into the the brush and I like you know I haven't seen that that uh, perfect picture yet but but some interesting stuff that like you say all of a sudden you you gather with other folks to share information and uh, I, you know I heard some some negative feedback on um, on the summit this year in terms of the the woo and and the you know the non scientific stuff that's being presented as the the way that it's presented as as fact you know make the, my, my problem is always when people make definitive statements about something that cannot be um, proven you can't you know it's not going to be uh, so the best case scenario you got an interesting story even if 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 it was you know Bigfoot can mind speak and blah 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 you can't it can't you can't be documented so it's it's uh but i i could see a place for you know a, a conference where maybe it the the focus was uh, uh you know that there there is that balance between when you're putting on a conference and you're trying to put butts in seats and pay for the comp you know not uh and draw enough people into to uh, pay for the conference. But then on the other hand, there's, you know, I'd, l- I'd love to see a conference that, that was, pr- was strictly scientific. Um, mm-hmm. Will that ever happen? I don't, I don't know, but uh, that, uh, and maybe there's some out there. I haven't, you know, obviously I haven't attended every conference that, that exists. So. Um, yeah. You know, on that subject, um, one of the things that I have seen is when I talk about the, the hard work that goes into putting on these, these conferences is, you know, you get people that you, you get them signed up and they say, okay, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be, I'll be lovely when you're speakers. And then um, as the day approaches, um, and I've seen this time and time again, and a lot of it, you know, it's just life, you know, jobs, sicknesses, um, it, deaths in the family and whatnot. Um, but people drop like flies. And once again, um, the Sasquatch Summit was you know, one of these scenarios where Johnny Manson had gone into it with all these speakers, and they started to drop off. Well, Johnny's Manson, or Johnny Manson's job is to put butts in the seat so that, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's his job. And uh, he does a great job doing that. But if you don't have um, a subject, you don't have speakers, um, that's hard to do. And so, you know, uh, a lot of these spots are filled last minute uh, by those that are willing and able to join and um, – that, that Johnny has vetted, he knows um, that, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, and, and then sometimes you get uh, a lot more of that element, and um, uh, it, it's just part of the course, you know, and you know what, I mean, quite honestly, um, there is um, uh, a large, uh, you know, uh, sect out there that, that buys, buys into it, that believes that some, so, I mean, um, you know, a lot of that's, I think a lot of these promoters and stuff think, you know, well, I'm, I got to put butts in the seat, how do I do that, and you got to, they add that element, um, you know, um, so as a as a as a you know another side to to the mystery. So for that I can't um, I can't blame them. I would love personally, like you said, to see um, a conference that was you know really strict on 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 um, what is shared as uh, you know that it, that really is based on on science and stuff that you can prove. Um, you know, and will that happen? I don't know. 
you know, uh, it's just, uh, it's just, it just is what it is. But I mean, I do find extreme amount of value in these summits and stuff. Like you said, you know, uh, what, you know, someone asked you, why can't you, uh, why can't you spend that time in the field? Well, like I said, I've, I've collaborated, I've met not just interesting witnesses, but I've talked to other scientists that attend these events. I've talked to other researchers. I get to see, feel, touch, and ask questions on, on their evidence. Um, I get their ideas, their experience, you know, because there's a lot of, a lot of individuals have been doing this <clears throat> a lot longer than I, and a lot of individuals are a lot smarter than myself. Uh, so I love getting their perspective, their ideas, and I love to hear about what's going on in, in, in their in their work. And uh, I love finding other really serious individuals. You know, these uh, these conferences aren't about patting anybody on the back or or uh, fame or notoriety. I think that's silly. You know, um, it's really about you know this is the one place, the one place you can get a a, a huge group of mostly like-minded individuals interested in the subject and that we're all passionate about to discuss and share stuff. This, this is it, you know, and so um, we can talk about it on the radio and stuff, but it's really nice to meet people in person and look them in the eye and hear, um, you know, I've always take, I always take something um, away from these things and it always gives me room for thought on and different angles to approach and different methods to try and uh, you can't get that anywhere else. And uh, that these venues, you know, usually they're like three days long, you know, or a span of three days or so, two to three days, and you could really pack in a lot if you um, you you actually attend one of these events. Yeah, one of the things that that we talked about, you know, the challenge of of sharing a stage with someone whose opinion, whose views that you don't agree with, uh, is that and and the temptation to not go to an event where you know, maybe there's people feel that there's too much of uh, the non-scientific side being represented. But like you and I have discussed off air is like, but then if, if, you know, we just basically then we're yielding the floor to the other viewpoint. And um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's really important that that the scientific uh, minded and, and, evidence-based approach is represented at these conferences that we don't just say, well, throw our hands up and say, because we disagree with, you know, that's not our perspective um, and mm-hmm. uh, that, that we're not going to participate. Um, I, it's in, it's uh, important to, to represent the, the scientific-based side. Mm-hmm. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I'm not going to take my ball and go home because right. I don't happen to like every speaker. I think it's silly. Um, first of all, we're adults, okay? And so just because someone has a different opinion or a different idea, it doesn't mean I'm going to shun them or, um, uh, or, or you know, act like I'm, I'm, I'm much, so much better than them. Because um, to date, I have not yet proven anything, you know? So, um yeah, I think that's silly. Uh, we're adults here. You act like adults. You state your case, and you let the public decide, or you collaborate with them. And so, yeah, I, I find that that can be frustrating. Now, I don't. I'm not. I'm not a, a woo guy, a paranormal guy. I don't. I, I, there's nothing there for me. I, I don't uh, buy into it. Um, and so, it's uh, you, you, you do your work and you move on. You know, I was I was I was really thankful David Ellis was there this year. You know speaking because he's level-minded and grounded and when the uh, you know there was se- several news agencies and media and whatnot there and well, they they it's funny 
they know who to talk to. And I, you know, they, they found David Ellis and they did a lot of interviews with him. Now, if you had no David Ellis there, they're going to start, well, I guess we have to go speak to maybe some of the other individuals that I don't subscribe to what they're putting out. And so uh, he really did a great job in these interviews. And, and it came across as level-headed, science-based, and not uh, crazy. And, uh, you know, you get a lot of that um, on social media. And you get that, uh, you know, when the, you know, your local news station picks up the story, you know, it's uh, usually kind of made out to be a little bit of a joke. And so it's nice when you get somebody that um, is well-spoken and intelligent like David uh, over someone that uh, comes up with some pretty fantastical, you know, uh, really odd stuff. Um, and I don't want that out there uh, over the, you know, the media waves. And uh, so, um, that, you know, if you're not there, you know, you can't share, you can't talk, you can't collaborate, you can't learn, you can't listen. And so, uh, like, like I said, uh, I think the summit was fantastic. It was, it was, you know, once again, I, I highly recommend it. Um, for those that haven't attended one, uh, I think they should. They give it a try, you know. Uh, it's not a complete waste of time. It's quite opposite. And, you know, um, speaking of that, one of the other arguments I've heard out there is that it's the same old speakers talking about the same old stuff. And uh, quite honestly, that's, it, there's a little bit of truth to that, but there's also quite a lot of bull uh, because I never – uh, first of all, I don't do a whole lot of presentations, but when I do, I always strive to share something new. And I have plenty to talk about. I have plenty to share, I, in my opinion. Um, and I always, I don't just do the same old presentation. I may do it on the same subject, like the nests, for example. But I bring in a new element. You know, um, uh, we did a public um, expedition this year with the Olympic Project, and uh, one of the things I shared was uh, an interesting trail cam. Um, you know, uh, video that I, I had I have personally obtained um, in close proximity um, to the the nesting area that of a unknown figure that walks by the camera. You know, it's 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 ambiguous. It's uh, it's definitely not conclusive. But it, I shared. I'm not going to put that online. I don't want that out there. Uh, I, I don't any why the people argue or 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 pat me on the back. No, no. It, I only share share it in certain events. Because I want people to see, hey, you know, um, what's your thoughts on this? And you guys have um, paid to come to something, and I'm speaking. Well, I want to share something I'm excited about. And so uh, it's not the same old people and not the same old talks. You know, Meldrum's, like I said, Meldrum, uh, Thomas Seward, um, uh, even Ron Moorhead. I mean, they always, always bring something new to the table, a new idea, a new thought, a new uh, bit of research. And so it's not the same old repetitious thing time after time. You know, uh, I've yet to, I've, I'm yet to go to a conference and, and see that. You know, there are certain individuals out there that will share the same thing over and over again. They get invited back because, you know, um, they're kind of a staple, I guess. But there's a, a lot of new people in this field. Um, and I think uh, as, as time progresses, they'll be showcased and, and highlighted and invited to some of these events. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, you always come away with something new. And uh, I guarantee you, if I'm ever speaking you know, at any event, I'm always going to share something new. Uh, and I'm really, I don't just like to regurgitate the same old stuff because, uh, you know, you get a lot of these people that go to these, these events. You know, they go to all of them or, you know, they're local. You know, if you're in Washington, you're going to hit a lot of the Washington ones. I don't want to share with them the same thing. I want to supply them with something new, uh, something they can maybe take with them, they could, they could think about, um, whether they're a researcher or enthusiast. Uh, that they might take away and go, huh? That's you know that gives me hope for for this subject. Yeah, um, and I'm I'm glad that you. I know that you struggled with the idea of maybe of sharing that picture 
that that you collected or not. Um, because like you said it it's not but you did share with with me early on when soon after you got it. And uh yeah and and you share with with uh your fellow researchers and friends that you're close to. But it's funny because mm-hmm. that real research doesn't generally take place on Facebook. You know, interesting. There's a lot of interest. What? So, I mean, that, yeah, I know. Say what? But that, <laughs> that, that kind of um, information is, is interesting because of the con. of course, all evidence requires context. So the context of how that, that uh, video was, was captured and, and the circumstances Let's talk a little bit about it because it is an interesting um, uh, video. Uh, what what were the circumstances that that led to you getting this this little snippet and um, and you've recreate you went to the trouble to recreate you know and it, uh, how did you get it and and what what kind of conclusions can we make about it? Yeah, um, well, basically, you know. Uh, beginning of January of this year, I, um, uh, we, my wife and I were staying in a trailer. We had picked a, an area um, to stay in our trailer and, and camp out um, in, in close, fairly close proximity to the nesting area. And I, I mean, it's, we're talking miles and miles away, but still, still, you know, within proximity and an area where there's been um, uh, two loggers actually had had uh, a sighting, um, uh, I think two weeks apart, uh, around two to three in the morning, that these two loggers didn't know each other. They're just waiting for the gate to be opened um, so they could start their day. They park outside the gate, and they, they separately and unknownly, you know, and they, they saw what they thought was a Sasquatch. And so I thought, well, this is, this is, this is interesting because it's, it's in fairly close proximity to, to the nesting area, and there's been other sightings and reports from this, the general vicinity and I thought, shoot, I'm, 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 let's go set up a trailer, our travel trailer. You know, um, we have a 22, 23-foot travel trailer, and we set it up there, and um, we had a, um, uh, a cooler outside. Well, we, we uh, now that'll play a part here in a sec here, but we, we called it a night around 11, and uh, my wife wakes me up. Um, well, let me backtrack a little bit. I had, I, I like to set up trail cameras around my trailer, and what I like to do when I'm, when I have, uh, you know, I'm not tent camping. Um, and, and, and remote backpacking and whatnot, I like to put my game cameras actually on my trailer so that it looks like it's just a piece of my trailer. You've already got lights on your trailer. You know, you've got your outside light and other lights. And I like to put my trail cameras um, somewhere on my trailer. In this particular trail camera, I had two set up um, on the trailer. One was near the wheel well um, on the opposite side of the trailer, and one was on the back, um, the bumper end of the trailer. So it was a couple feet off the ground. And I had those set up, and I was getting um, for we, we, you know, we were out over in this area for over a week, uh, a couple weeks actually. And um, one of the things we were getting quite often, we get coyotes. We get the same deer moving in and out of there. Um, uh, you know, the, the usual, the usual suspects, the usual critters. And so, um, and this area does have bear. I didn't get it on camera, but I, this area does have bear. And so. Um, I had those cameras set up. We go to bed. My wife wakes me up around 2, 2.15 in the morning-ish. And she said, hey, there's something outside. And I'm listening. I'm not really hearing anything at first. She said, it sounds like something's messing with that cooler. So I'm listening. And sure enough, I hear the uh, 
the cooler, you know, the ice and the, the water swoosh, you know, like something had rocked it or was messing with it. And I thought, oh, man, it's probably a freaking bear. Um, usually I wouldn't leave a cooler outside, but we did that night. And uh, so I, I got up, and it was it was fairly dark outside. I looked, you know, I kind of looked around and seen anything. So um, I go back to bed, and I told her, you know what, um, if it comes back, I'll shoot it off. But I had trail cameras outside. I'm sure we'll, we'll capture it. And so the next morning I get up, and I check my trail cameras. Well, the first trail camera on the opposite side of the trailer, something had triggered it, but it never caught it. It never caught it. It probably moved too swiftly. But right after that trail camera was triggered, so I looked at the times, the next trail camera was triggered shortly thereafter, within seconds, and it caught um, – well, the interesting thing was this trail camera, when, when this figure um, that appears to be bipedal, uh, maybe an arm, as my recreations kind of showed, um, one of the things – this trail camera was already running when this figure entered the frame. So either it had uh, zigzagged and went across the frame and then back, or there was – possibly two or something there and something had triggered it and then the second figure since the camera was already running happened to walk right by it while it was running and it got captured and basically uh <clears throat> we're talking about something that was fairly close to the camera so it appears to be you know real white because of the flash this was my one of my older unfortunately older game cameras that didn't record sound um the one on the uh, the side of the trailer did but it you know, didn't capture anything uh, this trail camera is a wild game innovation camera with the um fairly slow uh, and, 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 and pixelated. You know, it's not one of the better cameras, unfortunately. Most of mine are out in the field. But this camera did capture something that appeared to be bipedal. You could uh, make out what looks like a, a leg and then the separation in between, like, the crotch area of another leg as it passes through. And then what appeared to be, because of the pixelation and the speed of this thing was moving, like fa walking fast, um, uh, like almost a triangular arm. You know, you don't really see the hand. Um, and so... It walks by, and that was that. And so I was like, what the heck? You know, I'm not, this is interesting. Um, obviously, it was really close to my camera, and so it didn't – if it was had been maybe, oh, a couple feet further away, it would have been uh, – it, it might have been game over, at least in my head, as to what it could have been. Um, but unfortunately, it was close to the camera, and it appeared white. But after doing um, a lot of recreation on this, I could make the same shape with my arm, um, that triangular shape because of my speed and the the, the steps I was taking, um, and I, I first first of all I, I I was much smaller than this whatever this was, and um, uh, I it, I could mimic it. The only difference was you could every no matter what I did you could see clothes on me, you could see that I had a jacket on even when I took my jacket off you could always see like the article of clothing. Well, with this other unknown figure. There didn't appear, appear to be any um, clothing, and that's significant because we're talking about 2 o'clock in the morning with uh, the average temperature outside, I think, was about 28 degrees. It's pretty freaking cold in January. Um, you know, it's not freezing, freezing, but that's 28 degrees, 2 o'clock in the morning, fairly remote area. Um, I, you know, um, I, you know so I, in my head, I'm, I'm going, okay, could this have been a bear? I, I don't see in my wildest imagination. Yes, bears do occasionally walk on their hind legs, you know, and stand up. This thing didn't waddle. It didn't walk like that. This was very fluid, very smooth. And so you're left, with, in my head, with two options. You're either some freaky person that's, you know, much bigger than me, or you're left with a Sasquatch. And that's just, you know, my uh, my opinion. Um, uh, you know, it's uh, this thing is pretty girthy. Um, you can, you know, 
you know, I showed it, I shared it with you, Gunner. I shared it with uh, Cliff Berrickman, um, you know, of course, the Olympic Project members, and everybody, you know, no matter how um, we've used uh, Photoshop methods to kind of get some contrast and different color palettes, and um, every time you, you come away, um, you know, thinking, wow, this, this is pretty interesting. Now, not conclusive by no means, uh, but very interesting given, uh, you know, something was messing with my cooler, no doubt about it. It never, um, the, um, it was never opened that I could see, but it was shifted. It was moved sideways. Now, whether something bumped it or was messing with it, I don't know. But uh, that was all in the same time frame as when this thing walked by um, the um, the camera. And so uh, it's, it's just a fascinating. Um, oh, and another thing of interest was uh, up until whatever this, this entity was that walked by my camera, I was getting the deer and, and the coyotes. Well, for over a week after that, I didn't get any animals. Nothing was coming back into this area. No, no deer, uh, no coyotes. There was one coyote that was always hanging around. Um, these two, uh, these two does were hanging around. Two deer. Uh, they didn't show back up till well after a week. And I thought that was uh, something to take note and something of interest. You know, uh, if you have, uh, I would imagine, a, you know, apex predator in the area, uh, making itself known or, or whatever, you're probably going to avoid that area. And so. That was of extreme interest to me. Um, now I'm ne- I, I haven't got anything else on that um, in that area on camera uh, as far as um, suspicious. You know, animals have returned, um, <clears throat> though. You know, um, um, there, there was one evening we were out there prior to uh, this um, camera uh, footage being taken. Um, I did see some. Um, I was shining my light around because I heard some noise in the woods, and I did see uh, two two sets of eyes. And they were watching me, and I said, I told my wife, hey, check this out, I'm watching. So I started to approach it. Where it was did leave, but uh, I definitely can't say it was a Sasquatch or anything. But uh, you know, it it was the movement of this thing, and that it was watching me from basically behind a tree in a bush line. And I thought that was interesting. Even though when I approached it, it took off. I never found any tracks or impressions. It was heavy, heavy soil, hard ground, kind of a frosted ground. Um, what was that? I don't know. Could have been um, definitely not a deer. I've seen plenty of deer at night. Um, I don't think it was a bear, but who knows? Uh, so I just thought that was another thing of interest uh, prior. You know, I didn't really think about that until after I got whatever I did on the camera. And so once again, you know, uh, I find uh, this is all stuff, you know, you, you put into the interesting box, especially when you're talking about a nest site that you're working on um, in conjunction with that and some of the um, um, recent reports and sightings and vocalizations, uh, you know, uh, it, you start to paint yourself a picture uh, of, you know, what may be going on out there, and it really helps with the research. You know, and so when people tell me trail cameras don't work, well, you know what, they got a lot of there – is, there, is there is something to be said about that, no doubt about it. I'll never stop using trail cameras. All I do with my trail cameras is I'm about the newest pieces of technology out there in concealment and placement of cameras. Like I said, I put those cameras on my trailer because – you get tons of reports um, over the years of uh, Sasquatch approaching travel trailers or messing with coolers or and all this other stuff, um, and, and then you get you know people saying, well, travel cameras don't work because Sasquatch you see them, they IR. But I think if you, it's about you got to stay two steps ahead. If you can make it a part of you know if you're in a travel trailer and you're in an area of interest or an area that has sightings, you know put those trail cameras on your trailer and, and, and but you know. Um, 
make it look like a part of that machinery so that it doesn't just stand out all by itself in the middle of nowhere. It actually looks like it's on, you know, um, part of, uh, you know, this human contraption. Um, you know, and there's other ways to hide trail cameras, you know. We were up, uh, Gunner, you'll remember, we were up at Mount Hood um, uh, in the area where I had my encounter back in 2011, and, um, and I did this on purpose. I, I walked you right by one of my trail cameras that I had concealed, and you didn't see it until I pointed it out. Um, and that's right. not because you're blind. It's because I think I did a pretty good job of, I mean, uh, of, of concealing it. And I think that's important because there's no – I don't think any animal or any person is perfect. They screw up. Um, it really is about concealment, placement, and sheer freaking luck because it's a moving needle in a haystack. As you always say, you have to get uh, – you know, you put that camera in the right spot, and you just got to gotta hope, hope that a Sasquatch walks by. And that's a very – tall order, um, especially if they're ah, hyper-aware of the environment. Yeah. But, <laughs> mm-hmm. No, but it was an interesting... Um, I, I don't know how many times I, I played that video back and forth and like, well, I don't know. I mean, it, it's I, a lot of things that it's not. It's obviously not you know, a, a, a deer or an elk. It's not something four-legged. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, right. Yeah. I, I agree. It, it was I, interesting. I agree. Yeah. It, it, it definitely, it definitely appears to be bipedal. It looks like yeah. it takes two steps right past the camera, um, and it, it, you know, some people that I have shared it with uh, think they can make out what is hair. Um, I can't say that personally. Uh, maybe I, I don't really. It's hard for me to, to say that because of the pixelation and the speed. Um, you know, <clears throat> but the one thing you make out, um, and yes, I have gone by half almost butt naked just to you know, in the name of science. <laughs> and uh, I, you get to see the difference every time. And so, um, yeah, it's, it, you know, there's a, it's just one of those things where um, trial and error, but I, you know, I, you know, I, I hope to maybe one day get, you know, that really compelling or interesting uh, video footage and not that it'll prove Sasquatch exists. It won't, not in this day and age, you know, as we can see with the Patterson Gimlin film and, and many of the other um, pretty interesting uh, trail cam uh, and, and video footages out there. But, you know, for me personally, it'll just let me know even more so that I'm on the right track and that I'm doing something, something right. And then I can, um, I can develop new methods and new ideas to better, um, you know, you know, you know, when you place trail cam out there, you could, you know, and you do get something of interest, you know, it's like a hunter when they put a trail cam out there, you know, they're trying to capture their game, their quarry, their deer, their bear, whatever, you know, if you put it in the right spot, well, then you, you well, time of day where, you know, uh, what was the weather like, what time of year, and you can look at all that stuff, and you can go, okay, well, I know where to put my camera now, you know, and I know how to place it. And so that's just one of those things where you better um, your your research and your methods. Um, and uh, I think that's absolutely key is to constantly upgrade yourself, upgrade. And by doing that, you know, you're going to better research. And you got to listen to people. You know, I listen to people all the time that I think are uh, have some unique and valuable ideas. That's why I loved having – um, a lot of these individuals that I look up to over here for a, a Christmas party um, because I get a chance to mingle and, and talk to them and, and uh, learn from them and share ideas. You know, Chris Spencer is another um, fantastic researcher that, uh, you know, does a lot of audio stuff, but he also does a lot of game cam work. And he's got, you know, some, some interesting stuff himself, uh, both with audio and with uh, uh, his trail cameras. Um, but his placement, you know, and, and whatnot. So it's really good to listen to others and, and learn from them and collaborate and uh, so, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see where, what happens. You know, I'm really I'm looking forward to, to more trail camera work, um, and I hope to share some more of this stuff down the road. It's uh, 
possibly another summit or conference. Um, you know, I'm not going to, I, if I ever get invited back, and I don't feel like I really have anything to um, share, um, I probably won't share. So that's just uh, not going to happen. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, it, it's interesting that, uh, that you shared that. And what kind of response did you get from folks at the, the summit? Oh, it was overwhelmingly um, a good response. My table was um, my table was packed, absolutely packed, <laughs> full of, of inquisitive folk that really enjoyed the presentation. That had uh, some feedback and ideas, and they. Um, uh, I mean, it was just it was it was an absolute joy and pleasure to to uh, interact with them, and they really enjoyed my presentation. They came back. I mean, I, I felt like um, I actually provided something of value. Um, based on their observations and their feedback. And that's important because you don't sometimes get that. Now, I don't need it, but it is nice to have sometimes because then you feel like, okay, I, I am on the right track, and at least somebody's listening. And uh, like I said, a lot of times you get certain individuals that will share a piece of evidence um, or a thought or an idea or angle or direction uh, that you won't get anywhere else. And I I got that at this year's summit. I've got it at past summits. I've got it at the uh, – the International Bigfoot Conference, um, and so it's um, it's a, a really um, great endeavor to attend these and to it's for, I'm very fortunate to be able to speak at these events. I just I love the feedback, and um, I love it when I, um, I I come away learning more than I think that I've shared. And I, that that was the you know, perfect example this year at the, the Sasquatch Summit. Um, it was unfortunate you weren't there, Gunner, because I think. Uh, you would, yourself would have, have been um, uh, very interested in, in a lot of what people had to share. I mean, we, you know, one of the fortunate things for me as well as being you know, a speaker, um, a host on Monster Arts Radio is you get to find out how many people actually listen to your show and really appreciate it. And then once again this year, I had uh, many people come up to my table saying, I love your show. Uh, keep doing it. You're doing a great job. Uh, we love listening to you. We love you guys' feedback. We love your ideas. Uh, we love your guests. And, uh, you know, that's it's very humbling but very much appreciated, and uh, really, um, it does it does uh, does uh, does a person a whole lot of good when you hear stuff like that. Yeah, it's fun to to get feedback. I still got blown away the the time that we were headed to Dave Canyon with uh, Mark Marcel, and we're Mark and I are walking back from the bathroom and and we're chatting, and this gal goes, Gunner, <laughs> so, and, the, and the gal recognized my voice from from the show. And this is like out, you know, on the way to, to, uh, Ape Cannon. It was bizarre. So yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to, to know that people are actually listening and, and, uh, we appreciate our audience out there and, uh, we have a lot of cool stuff planned for, uh, the upcoming year as, uh, we go forward. Um, but, uh, yeah, it research, man, it's about, getting out in the field and, and collecting data and, you know, you hope for that, mm-hmm. that one really clear shot, just like you say, one, it, that, that in itself is not probably going to be sufficient to, to prove it to the general public, but it, it would be awesome to have that because no, knowing what the source is, I mean, if, if you presented something like that to me, you know, I, I have high confidence in in the validity. You know, those those pictures that randomly pop up on on Facebook or YouTube videos. You know, something completely different. But 
Um, I, hopefully, one of these days well, we're going to yeah. see that that quote unquote money shot where where it's not a blurry, uh, over pixelated um, picture or video. But until then, well, we got the Patterson game. Yeah, until, yeah, we do. And <laughs> and I, you know, real, real quick. I mean, I hope uh, one of these days, you know, some of the um, videos and, and trail cam pictures that I have seen in person at some of these events. Uh, I hope they actually, you know, someone does decide to share them in, in, in the right fashion, you know, because some of those are, there is actually some really decent, um, some really decent footage out there and, and pictures uh, that I don't think are hoaxed. Uh, I see no reason for that person to be a hoaxer or have any, I mean, um, but they're very compelling and interesting. Um, and I hope one day that some of these individuals will, will share that, uh, you know, so that uh, maybe, um, uh, other uh, people, of, you know, uh, that w- would find them interesting and maybe look at them a little closer, because uh, there's there's some interesting stuff out there. It just doesn't get shared all the time. You know, every, everybody wants you know instant gratification, and you know, usually people are throwing stuff like you said all over the internet, whether it's YouTube or Facebook or Twitter, and you just get inundated with garbage. Um, I don't blame anybody for not sharing that stuff, um, the, you know, the ridicule and, and you know and whatnot. Um, and you're not going to make a whole bunch of money off of these, but they're they're interesting, you know. And I wish they, you know, I hope one day they'll share them. You're at these events, and you, you get a glimpse or you get to look at them, but you don't get a whole lot of time because you know um, you just don't. And uh, man, yeah, there there's some interesting there's some interesting stuff out there. It's just not shared to the general public or publicly, and right. you know it's it's unfortunate, but I get it. Um, but hopefully, like you said, we do get uh, some more crisp, clear. Um, stuff um you know that uh we can we can dial in and look at and and help help paint this portrait and help figure out this mystery well um yeah i know that i in talking to cliff different times he said that people have shared things with him that but he's not at liberty then to share it with other people mm-hmm. and he says he's seen some real compelling things that that aren't out there in the public realm so that's you know there there and that always to me i mean adds some uh, validity to when somebody's not out there for uh, just trotting it around, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, showing it and it doesn't really want the attention. So, right. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> no. We'll, we'll see what happens down the road here, but um, you know, anyways, the, the Sasquatch summit thumbs up. Uh, I know, uh, like I said, I'll, I'll finish up with this. Some people left a little bit of a, a bad taste, but then I got to say, Hey, do your homework. Um, you know, you know a lot of these speakers, um, but, you know, uh, it, it's a great place to collaborate and talk and learn something. You know, I did, you know, even as a speaker, uh, I definitely learned some stuff and I always do because I'm keen. Uh, I like to learn. And if um, someone's sharing something and willing to share something, um, I'm going to listen and I'm going to take something from that. I'm going to take notes. I'm going to develop, you know, envelop some of their ideas and uh, see where it takes me. Um, so great experience. Hats off to some of these organizers uh, that put on these events. Um, you know, they're they're uh, truly uh, an undertaking. Um, and uh, those that criticize, uh, you know, these events maybe should try and uh, put one on themselves. It's it's um, it's quite a, it's quite a task. <laughs> well, yeah, I can imagine that it is. So, well, Shana, thank you for for uh, taking time to hang out with me today. I'm I'm glad that. Uh, the, the party went good and that you guys got to go out to the, the nest site again. Um, 
and and avoided being eaten by a bear. Uh, I've had yeah, you know. yeah, it's always nice. <laughs> so thanks everybody for listening to Monster X. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, with a brand new episode. In the meantime, you can go over and check out um, squatchcoffee.com. Get yourself some. Uh, don't wait too long because the orders pile up this time of year, and and we're rushing to get them out in in the mail. And then there's a certain point where they won't make it there by in time for Christmas. So get out this week if you want to order some Sasquatch coffee. Do it early and do it often. You can also check out our Monster X website at www.monsterxradio.com. Come and join us. uh, Join the discussion. Uh, Until next week, for Shane Corson, this is Gunnar Monson. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a great week.